number four of the Bill Michaels Show. We're so glad you're here, as always. Hey, if you've got an event coming up where you're going to head downtown Milwaukee for whatever reason, one of our terrific sponsors, MKE Brewing, right there on 9th Street. Uh, and I had uh, an email earlier today. I didn't acknowledge it at first, and I just read it. Uh, and it, Stan says that uh, they had gone down there, and they have not opened up the rooftop bar yet, but had a chance to go up there. Uh, with uh, one of the uh, people from the tour uh, group that goes through the brewery every day. And he said, man, what a spectacular place. And I've been saying that for a while. The weather's turning. Hopefully it stays nice. It's not going to. We all know that. It's going to be crappy all the way into May. It usually doesn't get nice, uh, at least in this area, until maybe the second or third week of June consistently. Uh, but you are going to get some of those days where they can open that up upstairs. It's beautiful. So if you get a chance, go down to 9th Street, MKE Brewing, Milwaukee Brewing, Bottle House 42 right next to it, uh, some good food, craft brews. Take the take the brewery tour. It's really it's it's insightful. It's informative. It's really a, a neat venture. Uh, but you can do tastings right there in the brewery. You can buy beer right there in the brewery, but then you get to the summer months and you go upstairs in that patio. It's the upstairs rooftop patio. Just beautiful. Stop down to MKE Brewing and uh, say howdy. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Be glad to hear from you And uh, if you choose to do so. Um, this one is from uh, Cassidy. Cassidy says, the thought of Aaron Rodgers making all that money and still saying that he's sharing it with the rest of his guys, isn't that somewhat of a slap in the face? Do guys ever get jealous? Um, I, you know what? I don't think there's going to be guys that are going to say directly they're jealous. I don't think that ever happens. I think what happens is, is that you get guys that realize, um, there's only so much money to go around and you'd like to have another million or two or five or what have you. You'd like to make that kind of money. I don't think it's jealousy. I think you look at it as who are the best players who are the most invaluable who work the hardest, who have the most talent, who have the most ability. And you got to understand in a quarterback-driven league, look, um, it's got to suck because quarterbacks are protected. They're not tackling. They get hit. They do get hit. They run the risk of blowing out the knee and everything, but as opposed to what, a defensive lineman, a defensive end, an offensive tackle, um, you know, wide receiver who gives up the body, he goes up and gets the ball first and takes the hit later, doesn't see it coming, you know. Uh, Physicality-wise, other positions are much more difficult, you know. But it begins and ends with the quarterback. There's a level of talent there that guides your team. You know, as a defensive player, as an offensive player, when the chips are down and you need that drive, you're relying on your guy. He's got to get it done. He, he's he got a craft that is unlike any other on the team, and that is the ability to throw the ball through the air with pinpoint accuracy, with the perception of where it should be as opposed to where it should end up or go or the timing of it all into a window where nobody exists at that moment. But, you know, at some point someone will actually be there at a point in time in which the ball intersects with them. So I think there's something to all of that that you realize, you know, I may not be the highest paid guy, but no, I, you know, I, 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 I understand where the bread is buttered, so to speak. Right. I mean, I think that's what it is. 
877-867-1670, If you want to find us, please go ahead and do so. Um, let's go to Brian. Brian, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Hey, Bill. How are we looking? Doing good today. Uh, what you thinking? I need to take issue with uh, at least one comment your guest made last hour. <clears throat> excuse me, hour when he said that this team needs to get better. When you have three turnovers, in the, when the defense gives you three turnovers in the second half against Tampa Bay and you do nothing with them, that's not the team that's on the leader of the team, which is Correct. Aaron Rodgers. And you have an open man on the, on the goal line, but yet you throw three times to the same person who's always double-covered. That's not on the team. That's on Rodgers. When you have the ability to get a first down with another open man who is, again, Alan Lazard, and you throw into double coverage to Devontae Adams. Again, that's not on the team. That's on Rodgers. This team played well enough to win this year. And Rodgers talks about how he loves all his receivers. He loves all his guys. Well, it turns out that he only loves one person on the team, and that's Devontae Adams. As far as the contract goes, I don't care how much they pay him. I would have let him walk because insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, and I can't see him getting any different results this year. Thank you. Do Okay, appreciate the phone call. He drops off. You get on board, 877-867-1670. I 100% agree with him when it comes down, and it's just, just what I said. When a guy is looked at as your team leader, as the guy getting paid, and the chips are down, that's the guy that's the guy you're looking to to say, bring us back. That's the guy that's being paid to make the plays when the chips are down and you need them the most. That's the guy. Now, you can't win without a defense. We all know that. You can't win without players around you. But the guy that handles the football more than anybody else on that field is the quarterback. We all know that. I'm not giving you anything you don't know. All right? Quarterback, highest paid position. It is what it is. If you got a good one, you know you know it. So when you look at the last two years, I agree with the caller. 100%. I've said this, and I've been critical of this. That's why I've said it's not about anymore. It's not about MVPs. It's not about wins in the regular season. It's not. Everything you wanted was right there for the tanking, and you didn't get the job done. We can talk all day long about the special teams. But the offense didn't do anything. You scored 10 points. 10. You had an opening drive where you went through them like a hot knife through butter. Your next drive, you were moving the ball again. Mercedes Lewis, bloop, put it on the ground. After that, your offensive line couldn't hold. Rodgers looked scared, locked on Devontae, couldn't run the football. A.J. Dillon going down, hurt that team. I understand all of that. But you didn't step up. You went back and reverted to same old bad habits. The year prior, turned the ball over. Aaron Jones, that turnover hurt him. I'll agree. Him going down hurt him. I agree. You lose a portion of that run game. We've seen that in back-to-back seasons now in the postseason. When those guys got hurt, It changed the dynamic, and that's when the ball went into your hand and you needed to make the biggest plays, and you failed. Failed. So 
Yep, it's a lot of money to pay a guy who's failed. However, if you want to go to glasses half full, you're also paying a guy who really does give you the best opportunity to win. You don't get there without him. You may not even find yourself in the postseason again for a while without him. So get there. But for Aaron Rodgers specifically, it, there, there aren't any more excuses. If your defense gets hurt and they just they 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 just give up a boatload of yards and okay uh, that's understandable. There are certain circumstances in which you can say, you know what, I, I get you, man. You you couldn't have won that game if you would have played your most perfect football. Okay, I get it. But for the most part, when it comes to this team, if they're healthy, if they're moving the ball the way they should, if they're doing all the things in the regular season that they normally would do to get themselves to the postseason without mass injury. No excuses. This is not a get-to-the-postseason team. This is a you are being put together, you are being paid, you are being overextended in your checkbook, Super Bowl type of team. That's what the expectation is, period, hands down. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Robin says, Cowboys got swindled out of uh, Gregory by Denver. That's got to hurt. Jerry had to remove that uh, Twitter signing. <laughs> yeah, Randy Gregory was uh, looked to be going back to the Cowboys, and nah, baby, nah, it didn't happen. Denver swooped in and grabbed him. Big signing today. Big signing today. Um, let's see here. This one... Uh, This is this is from J Man who says our quarterbacks judged on how way they how well they protect their receivers. Oftentimes we see a missed open man, but was that the QB having the foresight to keep his guy from getting drilled? Um, boy, you'd have to look at each one individually because sometimes you see receivers know they're going to get drilled and they get short armed. And sometimes, yeah, you can say a quarterback just missed them. They missed a window. They were trying to throw to a different area so their guy wouldn't get killed, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it just depends on each circumstance, I guess. Uh, the good quarterbacks usually try to lead their guy or get it right into their bread basket. And they try not to put it high up over their head unless they're trying to go over with nobody behind them, uh, a defender. Because the one thing you don't want to do is have your guy with his arms in the air, his midsection exposed, and then to have an oncoming defender hit him head on to where he's going to stick a stick a shoulder pad in his ribs. You you try not to do that. You try to get it, the, the ball into their chest. You try to get them to protect themselves as quickly as possible. And receivers will let you know that. They, they, they're pretty good at that. But a lot of receivers, they don't think like that. They think just go get the ball. Just go get the ball, hang on to it best you can, and let the chips fall where they may. But a quarterback will, and again, there is a, there is something innate that a quarterback either has or doesn't. And they have that ability to decipher the situation immediately and to almost foresee it, you know, something you and I don't do. 
Um, you, I mean, like we do it when we drive, okay? Like you drive and you see a car coming, and you're like, oh, my God. And you can see the, the, the crash happening or this particular driver cutting someone off ahead of time because you're already starting to break, okay? That's the best way I can kind of give you an analogy. You can see something as it's happening because you can kind of foresee where the hole is, the escape route is, the the what is going to happen. You can anticipate something like that, you know, ahead of you. That's kind of what a quarterback is doing. He's trying to anticipate the crash and trying to do everything he can to prevent the crash, or at least from the crash being terrible, you know. So, yeah, to a certain extent, J-Man, uh, quarterbacks do that, but I don't necessarily think they get rated on it. I think just the guys that they throw to kind of know – whether or not that quarterback's going to put him in harm's way. Does that make sense? That might make sense. That might make a little bit better sense anyway. Uh, let's do this. When we come back, our good buddy Mike Clements, he's going to be here. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And they got all kinds of choices. They have two different lines. Because window companies will tell you, i got a line of vinyl. Okay, great. Vinyl windows, that's your only choice. That's what it is. It's one line. Here it is. Pella has two different energy-efficient and budget-friendly lines. Then they've got the Impervia line, which the Impervia line is is stronger than fiberglass. It's, it's a really strong line of windows. And then they have three, not one, not two, but three different lines of luxurious wood windows. And those windows, those are more a little more high-end, and they have all different looks, modern, contemporary type of stuff, or go back to the old rustic style, that type of thing. Doesn't matter, though. They've got six different lines that they can custom measure, custom cut, custom assemble, and custom install into your home. Right now, 18 months, no payments, no interest. Or you can get, uh, which is a great deal within itself, or you can get 300 bucks off a window, 700 bucks off, say, an entry door system, or 1000 bucks off a patio door. Because uh, those aren't cheap. Those aren't cheap, but they're fantastic. I'm getting mine measured today, as a matter of fact. So either way, you can't go wrong with Pella. They've got all kinds of different lines, all kinds of different installation. They warranty their work. They warranty the installation. It's really, really good stuff. Just give them a call, 855-PELLA-WI, 855-P-E-L-L-A-W-I, 855-PELLA-WI, or go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Dot com. Get a hold of them there as well. Stay tuned. Mike Clemens coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. the program we are glad you are here thanks so much as always for joining us um the deshaun watson train still uh, seems to be stopping all over the country you've got interest from the falcons the panthers the saints um you've got uh, what i heard the browns uh, the seahawks very much in on that so apparently uh, nobody's shying away from some of his past uh, you know indiscretions but nevertheless uh, that seems to be heating up 
So there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1671. Hit us up by all means. Do so. Going to talk to Mike Clemens coming up here momentarily. Want to remind you that a week from Friday on the 25th, on the 25th from 5 to 7, we're going to have a really special event for a, a tremendous charity called Special Spaces. They build uh, bedrooms for kids with cancer, these really incredible bedrooms. And myself, Gina Della from Pella is going to be there. And we're going to do some celebrity bartending at uh, Albanese's Roadhouse right there on Blue Mountain Road across from Home Depot next to Menards out in Waukesha. Please come by. Five to seven, we're going to be there serving drinks, passing around the pitchers. Hopefully that'll get stuffed with money and we can raise a little money, but a lot of awareness for a very, very worthy charity uh, right here in our own backyard. So if you can come out and join us coming up a week from Friday on March 25th from 5 to 7, we're also going to live stream it if you want to watch it. We encourage you to do so, maybe make a donation online in that sense. But uh, we'll put all of that together for you, and it's coming up again on Friday, March 25th, 5 to 7. Please, please, if you can come out and join us, please do so. Uh, speaking of joining us, our good buddy Mike Clemens is on hold. Michael, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Uh, did you say Deshaun Watson is now possibly talking to the Falcons, too? Um, the teams that are interested, I just saw this pass by me, but uh, they said the teams that are interested are the Falcons that are in on the mix, the Browns are in on the mix. Uh, you've got the Saints that are in on this. Uh, you've got Seattle that's in on this, uh, the Panthers. Uh, but it appears that the Saints may be the strongest position right now. They say the Browns are meeting this afternoon about all of this and then the Seahawks as well. So there's a lot of people in on this. Yeah, and, you know, after he didn't get any charges filed against him last Friday, that's when the league said, all right, let's start taking a look at this guy. And uh, I saw a really compelling case that, you know, Deshaun Watson, he wants to go to a team that's a contender. Uh, he probably needs, you know, a more experienced coach. Uh, and, you know, a place that's maybe already got a team built and just needs that quarterback and a guy made a very compelling case that it should be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That Sunday morning, that sounded like a tremendous idea with Bruce Arians and Jason Licht as your GM and all those guys left over from the last couple of years when they won a Super Bowl, went to the playoffs, and, of course, Tom Brady changed that about 12 hours later. So uh, it's, it's, it's funny how this all goes down. So, Mike, uh, we know that Rodgers, um, you know, has now signed, he's sealed, he's delivered. He still ends up with his, you know, categorically denying the $50 million a year, but that's ended up what he got. Uh, now you've got Devontae. We don't know if he's going to play or not play for the franchise tag or whether or not they're going to work out a long-term deal. But what's next, I think, in your opinion for this team? Oh, I think it is Devontae, and um, it, it's – you know, the one thing about giving Aaron $150 million and this stuff where they talk about the void years and, you know, pushing it off later, um, he's, they, they still get him eight, uh, eight, they still took $18 million off the cap. So obviously they're trying to move in things, position things to sign Devontae Adams. And, you know, Devontae making it clear that I'm not coming back as a franchise tag player. I'm going to have a contractor. I'm just not, you know, showing up in Green Bay, and that's that's understood. That's probably really not so, a surprise to the Packers front office that that came out publicly. Um, you got you, you took care of Devontae Campbell. I mean, some of the things that I thought that that they needed to do was Devontae Cal, uh, Campbell, and at 29 years old, they got him. He probably, if he was 25 or 26, Bill, I think he could have gotten 15 million a year. But right. understanding where his age is at, you know, he got they got 11 per. That's not a bad deal. Rasul Douglas put out a tweet 
I think it was late last night because there were starting to be reports like, oh, you know, the Packers are working on a one-year deal. And he put out a tweet that says, I don't know where y'all are getting your information. Mm-hmm. Which means, right. he, you know, I mean, the market people say that Rasul Douglas, for, for what he did with his five interceptions and the way he played and approached the game uh, last year in Green Bay, that this is a possibly a $10 million a year guy. So that means, you know, um, Jair Alexander does come back, and that's a contract they got to look at. Eric Stokes had a fine year as a rookie coming out of Georgia. Uh, you know, where would Douglas go? Would that mean you'd move Jair to the slot? Would Douglas maybe be a guy you could start playing more at safety uh, at some point? But um, I'm sure they're going to work hard to get him. I think another thing on the to-do list is make the decision on what you can do for Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, Alan Lazard now, they've got he's locked up to the point where some other team has to make give up at least a second-round pick to try and lure mm-hmm. him away. I don't see that happening. Randall Cobb is 31 years old. Is that a must-do for Aaron Rodgers with all this, or will Randall come in at some sort of a minimum? I, that, that seems kind of unlikely. I don't know. But, you know, all of this seems to be Aaron Rodgers like, I'm coming back. Uh, I'll Sure, I'll finish as a Packer, wink, wink. Uh, I'll be the highest-paid player. But, you know, I want Devontae at my side. Uh, I want Mason Crosby at my side. And that's already been, you know, Goodikins told us off the air, you know, to, to the beat writers, but even before the combine, when he was asked about Mason Crosby, he was pretty frank and said, you know, look, we think we've got a Super Bowl team with Aaron Rodgers. Right. Of course, they try to have a Super Bowl team every year. But, you know, if we, if we can settle this thing with Aaron Rodgers, uh, then we're not looking for a new kicker right now. Okay, so right. that means Aaron Mason is year to year, and uh, you know expect him to come back. So I think those are some of the things that he and Russ Ball are looking at right now today, Bill. Well, that's the next question I was going to have for you for because they brought in other kickers. They've got two other kickers on the roster, and people thought, well, this is the beginning of the end of Mason Crosby. He had a terrible year. He was missing kicks, and I said all along, I said, wait a minute, don't. You're not throwing the baby out of the bathwater here. You you know, you Mason Crosby, we've seen this, you know, kind of before where then he re, he writes himself, comes back as one of the best kickers in the league and does it for, you know, years and years. And just because they brought in other kickers maybe to put some pressure on him, he's always won those battles. And even if all things are equal, you usually stick with the guy that got you there. So I that's why I was not real you know, kind of hepped up when they brought in another kicker and they signed a guy because people thought, well, that was the beginning of the end of Mason. I, I said, nah, he's not counting a ton against the cap and maybe even restructured if you need a million bucks or so. But I, I don't I don't think Mason Crosby's going anywhere. I agree with you. No, they had a kid last summer that was, you know, there was put on the practice squad. And it wasn't like they had, you know, a, a, a real challenging uh, field goal, uh, you know, job, you know, kickoff that was going on in camp. They did it a couple of days. But, you know, you got to have a kick. Or you could be like the Vikings and go through five kickers in the middle of the season, and, oh, then your head coach and your GM are out of a job. So, no, it's, it's hang on to Mason, your 37-, 38-year-old kicker, and if he gets injured, you know, you got somebody in the building that can kick the football to, to get you through the, the, the next week. I also think that, again, uh, it's time to stop barbecuing Goody for a quarterback and trading up to do so in the first round. T. Higgins turned out to be a pretty nice wide receiver, and he was still on the board. But, 
you know, the Green Bay Packers gave up a draft pick to have a backup quarterback for Aaron Rodgers, and that's what they needed. And um, whereas you got the Steelers now, they hung in there with Roethlisberger, and now they're they're giving up stuff to get you know Mitch Trubisky. So uh, right. you know that's just a, that's that's your case about you got to have somebody back up the Hall of Famer. I think what's interesting about all this, Bill, is this: is Aaron Rodgers 150 million dollars? You know, this is a guy who's thinking about what he's going to do after football, whether it's going to be a part owner in a sports franchise or maybe a partners in some rocket ship or, you know, I mean, these guys are so competitive. You've seen what Charles Woodson took his millions and puts it into a wine company and starts making tens and hundreds of millions with that. Or George Clooney, who, you know, he made his movie money, but when he put his name on a liquor, he's he's worth half a billion. And that's the competitive part that Rogers is. He's now got more monopoly money to compete after football because you know that's something these guys all want to do how he can he could produce movies or something things that he's those interests that we know that he has but i think what's really interesting about all this is mark murphy mark murphy sits at a table and they're going to have these nfl owner meetings now coming up in a couple of weeks in florida and he sits there with goofs sometimes like with jim ursay who inherited that franchise from his dad and, you know, it, I think his parting days are behind him. But when you walk through the Indianapolis Colts franchise, you think you're at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with all the – he's got John Lennon's guitar and Bob Dylan's lyrics, and he's got all this stuff he's collected as this multimillionaire, but, you know, he runs a football team. And we all know about Jerry Jones and his stories. Mark Murphy is like the most buttoned-down guy sitting at the table of NFL owners. And and it, he's been there there alongside. He took over when Aaron Rodgers took over for Brett as the starting quarterback, and he's only been there to one Super Bowl. And he's got to be figuring at this point. Uh, you know, the, the, you don't have to have a, a Hall of Fame quarterback to win a Super Bowl because Joe Flacco did it for the Ravens, and Nick Foles did it for the Eagles. And, you know, and this has all happened while he and Rodgers have been together in Green Bay. But at the end of the day, the decision is, you know what, uh, we, we still think that we're going to put a mo- couple more clicks in the chamber. We're not going to trade away Rodgers and get six or seven draft picks and, and rebuild. They must think that they're clo- too close to, to miss out. And, and so it's, it's at the end of the day, this is Mark Murphy saying, this is my legacy, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attach my wagon to Aaron Rodgers for the next two or three years to see if they can get that second possibly third Super Bowl ring. This is, with this move with Aaron Rodgers, Mike, and looking at the money and the way things are being set up, this is all in. Don't you get that sense for the next two years? Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think that that helps with some of the other, you know, players that they're talking to. And, you know, they ain't got much money left this year, but if they, there's other free agents. I know Oren Burks, they lost him to the 49ers, and that's a guy who's a pretty solid um, special teams player backup linebacker and i know that you've you know inter- uh, interviewed Orrin for hour-long shows on friday nights on your show and everything like that so there's some of these guys are going to get up and leave and, and get better deals for the teams that have got more money but no they um they obviously they feel they're a couple plays away i think that uh specifically 
this team is, and, and this is Matt LaFleur's job, he's got to figure out why his team trailed off in the month of December. I mean, they won three of their four games, but they, they trailed off, you know, and they, they, weren't, they didn't close the deal on the Browns, and they ended up losing a silly game to the, the Lions where, yes, they were taking their replacement guys off, but they, they lost their momentum, and they weren't ready for that 49ers team. And that's the next thing he's got to figure out over his first three years as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. That, that was one of the things, when you, when you look at the NFC, you don't take into consideration the 49ers because they don't have that high-end quarterback. you got Stafford, Prescott, Brady coming back, Rodgers, but that's about it. And you just, what I keep thinking about is the one X factor in all of this has got to be Shanahan and the way he has been able to scheme against Rodgers in the past, right? Yeah, I'll tell you, Bill, again, let's talk about the Mark Murphy era from 2008 and one trip to the Super Bowl, and you've won a lot of games. But then, you know, people think about the Packers organization like, oh, you know, they got all that money and they just sold some shares. And by the way, that latest shareholder stock, that doesn't go towards the salary cap or Aaron Rodgers or anything else, or even the underground parking that they're building for the players right now. The league only allows them, the other owners only allow Mark to use that money for, quote, stuff that is specifically targeted to fans. So that means kiosks, seating, heating, lighting, whatever. That, that's the only way that, that that's a separate budget for that stuff. None of these, none of these other considerations we talk about in terms of the, the football team itself. But you mentioned the Rams. And, you know, read about Stan Kroenke, who... Is he, he inherited a lumber yard from his dad, bought a, uh, a, a Premier League soccer team. Uh, he's part owner of the Denver Nuggets with John Elway, you know, and Pat from uh, Bowden from from the Denver Broncos. He he actually helped the Rams move from L.A. to St. Louis, and then he bought the Rams and moved them from St. Louis back out to Los Angeles. And in the time Mark Murphy has been president, he not only moved the Rams, but he built a stadium and new facilities and hired Sean McVay and Les Snead, you know, a really solid GM, and rolled the dice, and within five years, he got a Super Bowl. And that's all happened since Mark Murphy decided, you know what, it's time to move on from Mike McCarthy. And here we are in November, and, you know, and we're losing to like a three-win team like the Cardinals, and I see 10,000 empty seats. And, And so... That's how fast the Rams completely turned around and won a Super Bowl with who? Matthew Stafford. Right. And that's their second Super Bowl. The first one they went to was with Jared Goff. So that is on Mark Murphy, but his decision is, I'm sticking with Rodgers. Good stuff as always, my friend. I appreciate it. It's uh, certainly been an interesting 24 hours, and we still got a little bit more time before we get into the new year. So, Mike, uh, pleasure as always, and we'll touch base again soon as news breaks, okay? Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's our buddy Mike Clements joining us on the hotline. Always a good good to get Mike on the air with us. Uh, 877-867-1670. Mike always joins us. Courtesy of our good friends over there at the Bay Motel Green Bay. Go to baymotelgreenbay.com if you're getting ready for, say, training camp. You know it's going to come to the end of July, right? End of July, end of August, training camp. Or if you're heading up to Green Bay, say, maybe for a weekend stay, you want to go over to the Bay Family Restaurant, go to the Packer Hall of Fame, whatever it happens to be, go to baymotelgreenbay.com, good old-fashioned baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.
Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. segments to go before we get out of here today on a Tuesday. Tonight, it's Playing Tuesday. You excited for uh, college hoops tonight, Ben? Oh, are you kidding? This, oh. is, when the, the, this is when the gears get oiled for sitting I on the couch wait. for 12 hours on Saturday and Sunday. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm geeked. Indiana, Wyoming coming up tonight. Texas A&M, Texans, Texas Southern starting tonight. Texas A&M, yes. Corpus Christi, because the real Texas A&M got snubbed out of the tournament okay. in favor of yeah. Michigan. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Okay. Got to get that right or you may get mad at me. Then tomorrow night, you've got Bryant and Wright State, the Wright State Raiders, and then Notre Dame and Rutgers coming up uh, tomorrow night. Looking forward to that contest as well. So some Girl Scout cookies will be consumed. The bag will officially open tonight are you a cookies in the freezer guy uh, i have got three boxes in the freezer but i do i i i'm good was just I, I go to the pantry they're stacked up. i'm just like okay here we go come on and it's kind of like uh you know going back to the days of andy griffith and aunt b's pickles you just keep eating them till the till the jars are gone that's an old ass reference right there. Yeah, I missed that one. <laughs> that goes back to black and white. I I wasn't even alive when that was around. But uh anyway, but that that's yeah, I know I go right for the uh right for the Girl Scout cookies. That'll happen beginning tonight. One sleeve. I'll sit down in between games, most likely. Uh right about the time that Indiana and Wyoming are coming out of the coming out of the tunnels, getting onto the court. That's when all of a sudden I'll get a little bit of the milk, and then next thing you know, bam, there you have it. I'll have that girl sleeve of Girl Scout cookies ready to go. Um, Mark says, I missed the s'mores. Right? I can't believe they got rid of the s'mores. But they did. You are correct. S'mores were pretty good. They're gone. Gonski. But... Uh, what do they have now? They got something new they came out with this year that's okay. But I, the bottom line is I don't I don't really care cuz I it's all about it is all about the thin mints, man. It is all about the thin mints. Uh 8778671 hit us up please feel free to go ahead and do so. Hey, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Road Track and Trail, one of the better power sports centers in the world, not just here in our own backyard but in the world. Get a hold of uh, Nick and the gang down at Road Track and Trail. Go to roadtrackandtrail.com. Power sports, whether it's still some sleds, as the season is still here, if you need a sled. Otherwise, they've got the UTVs, the ATVs, all that kind of stuff, off-road stuff, all kinds of good things down at Road Track and Trail. They are the world's largest volume dealer. Largest dealer. And it's right here in our own backyard, right in Big Bed, Wisconsin. Go to roadtrackandtrail.com. That is roadtrackandtrail.com. Dot com. Uh, let's do this. One more. Uh, let's do this. We're, we're a little bit late. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
The Milwaukee Admirals, good time. It's a great place, and uh, they've got a good home schedule. Came off a really big weekend, but uh, nevertheless, I think they're on their way to a Calder Cup. We're talking championship. Get there. Get down there. Uh, Milwaukee Admirals, AHL action. Up close and personal, go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Um, this is uh, this is from our buddy uh, Paul. He says, hey, Bill, don't you think that the Packers make a big distinction between edge rusher and middle linebacker, they seem to value the edge guys, but not the middle. I agree with you that the middle guys are important. Usually they're the ones calling the defense and adjustments and wearing the com- communication helmet. That's our buddy Paul and Menasha. Uh, I agree. Uh, but now that you've seen what Devondre Campbell can do, he can cover over the middle. He can blitz. He can run stuff. He can protect uh, both he and uh, Kenny Clark worked well together. Kenny protected him. He protected Kenny. Um, and it's almost like suddenly if you've got another down lineman that's really good and you've got to account for a linebacker that can come up the gut, it can free up a guy like Dean Lowry. If you've got a good edge rusher, it can free up a guy like Dean Lowry. So when you have that combination, specifically a middle linebacker that's really solid, I, that's that man, that's, that's a terrific combination. He's got enough speed to cover but has enough ability to blitz, to pick up the, uh, to pick up the run. All of that, cut off cutback lanes to just roam the middle to get a paw up. You got to value that guy, man, big time. Hey, our buddy Steve says, please add Chris Borland to the linebacker list. Uh, granted, he retired due to concussions, uh, but it was a very impactful player for the 49ers. Borland was, I agree with that, but he, I, when I was talking about you know linebackers, I was talking about Hall of Famers and Hall of Fame middle linebackers, but Borland was good. I I. I completely agree with that. Uh, here's a story. This is something that you got to think about. The Mets and the Yankees. Unvaccinated players on the Yankees and the Mets are covered by the same private sector employer mandate that is keeping Kyrie Irving off the court in Brooklyn, which is now it, it's kind of crazy, I guess. But Mayor Eric Adams, who repealed the key uh, key to NYC vaccine mandate covering indoor spaces like gyms, dining and entertainment on March 7th, but Irving remained ineligible to play under a separate regulation, a private employer mandate put in place by the Blasio administration on December 27th. The spokesperson cautioned that the mandates could shift with the state of the pandemic, but said that the the city would not be carving out individual exceptions. In other words, if you are not vaccinated, you cannot play in New York. As a, what's funny is, incoming players can. Players that are existing there cannot. It's the stupidest thing. And visitors cannot in Toronto. For what and, I right, understand. And, and visitors cannot in Toronto. So I. Interesting. I thought we were past all this. The numbers are down. Hospitals are hospitalizations are way down. We're like life is back to normal, damn near. That's just you know. Other than the fact that you're reminded of it every day, I wish if they're going to run the tally every day, then run the tally on everything. Run the tally on the flu. Run the tally on you know appendicitis. 
run the towel. I mean, all this different stuff, you know, just run the towel. You just get inundated with it. It's, it's white noise now. Move on. Unless it, beca- unless it spikes and becomes significantly worse. Much like every year we see always the, uh, the traditional, oh, my God, the flu is going to be terrible this year, stories. It's like, move on already. But, yeah, there's going to be players that are not going to be eligible to play. It is what it is. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Still some time to get into the program. Um, Terry says, uh, hey, unit, uh, talking about middle linebackers, why do the Packers feel that middle linebackers aren't a necessity? They're a necessity. They never said that. The, 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 the discussion was, and this goes back, God, maybe five, six, seven years ago, eight years ago. It was just simply a comment that was made by Elliot Wolf that said, kind of jokingly, you guys value the middle linebacking position more than we do. That's all. I don't think it's a philosophy by the Packers. I'm not saying that. I think this is being kind of taken out of context. I, I, that It was just a statement that was made. That's all. But at the time, it's kind of like when, you know, you're a baseball team and you don't have a closer. So you say, well, we've got a closer, but our closer's by committee. You know, you don't value one guy over the other. Well, that's because you don't have that guy. You don't have Josh Hader sitting in the bullpen. But when you have one, you're like, hell yeah. I'm all over that. That's when you value that. So that's what the Packers have have gotten. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to give us a shout, by all means, go ahead. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Ted says, "Who are you rooting for tonight?" Uh, I got to get my bracket in first and foremost. So tonight, uh, I'm going for uh, Texas A and M Corpus Christi. Rooting for them, and I'm also rooting for Indiana over the Wyoming Cowboys. Rooting for that tonight. Uh, tomorrow, um, I, I'm i kind of looking Wright State over Bryant, and I'm looking Rutgers over Notre Dame. And then we're into the tournament. Then the mayhem begins on, uh, on Thursday, and it gets crazy. Starting at, I think, what is it? Uh, is it 11.15 Central Time? Yep. First game out is the dreaded. Michigan Wolverines against Colorado State, if I read that correctly. Yep. I think that's the first game. The first early, early opportunity during the show to hate someone. There you go. I'll be in here starting at five that day, so my hate will be well boiled. (laughs) Hey, where is the uh, where is the poll question of the day, by the way, on the Ben Kenny site? Uh, is it ridiculous to have never changed a tire? 58% out of 150 plus say no. Not ridiculous to have never changed a tire. There you go. Well, then again, maybe 58% of the people have never had to change one. That opportunity has not has not arisen. It's like the library thing again. Yeah, I get it. All right, I'm heading downstairs to the great room. I'm waiting for the friend, my friends from Pella Windows and Doors to get here because they're going to come out and custom measure for the new patio door. Get a few pictures of that. 
And then uh, after that, I'm going to sit down later on this evening. I'm going to start watching me some college hoops. Oh, it's going to be a good night. Going to be a good night. I don't know if I'm going to do it in the bar, uh, in the living room, or the great room, but I'll tell you this right damn now. It's going to be a good night. There's going to be a beverage, a cigar, and a sleeve of Thin Mints next to yours truly. Picture it, or I'll take a picture for you, one of the two. Until then, time for us to go. Have a going. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.